This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon on this Monday. Got some big news to break down this weekend, Shay. And no, it's not my thoughts on the Oppenheimer movie uh, that I was at when 2024 Manny linebacker Tylen Singleton committed to the Tigers. The four-star linebacker makes 19 commitments for LSU in that class of 2024. He's a top 150 overall prospect on the on three industry ranking. Number five prospect in Louisiana picked the Tigers over Arkansas, Texas A&M. Multiple other programs were involved here, but it's LSU that keeps yet another prospect at home in Louisiana. What's your reaction? We've got a lot to talk about when it comes to how LSU got Tylen Singleton. Well, I think that that's where you start, which you just said was in Louisiana. This gives them eight of the top 10 players in Louisiana on the on three industry rankings now committed to the Tigers. The only two who are not Dominic McKinley and Wardell Mack uh, are ranked one and two in the state. So they have done an excellent job uh, putting up a fence around Louisiana so far this cycle. We'll see how they close out at no point. We did an article on this to, on Monday um, on on three, the Bengal Tiger, but at no point in the past in modern, the era of modern recruiting, which is really 2000 until now, has LSU landed all 10 players uh, that finished in the top 10 in Louisiana. Now, some years they didn't offer everybody that was in the top 10, but this year they have. So a little chance to make program history. But Billy, it also debunks something that we thought couldn't happen, which was Singleton had not visited LSU since April. He went through May without visiting. And then more importantly, maybe never visited in the summer, even for an unofficial visit or a camp, then went into July. It's a dead period. And he said, I'm going to announce my decision soon. We thought when that came out, hey, it's paramount. He's at the Bayou Splash, which is this weekend. They would then be able to reel him in there. Turns out they didn't need it. LSU buckled in. They got it done. And he circled that April visit uh, in a interview that we have on on three now with Sam Spiegelman uh, when he went up to Manny on Monday, that April visit, which he was on with Caden Durham, he said, pushed LSU over the top and nobody was able to kind of pass them from there. So he said kudos to Matt House, to Joe Sloan, to Sherman Wilson for the work he's done off the field uh, in Thailand's recruitment. But yes, the biggest, one of the bigger in-state dominoes you can drop because he is the number one linebacker in the state. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and the thing about it is, as we track Thailand, and and you had a really good behind the scenes piece on BengalTiger.com. Check it out, ten dollars a month, 
about to be fall camp, maybe some promos coming your way, get the free hat still. But these behind the scenes stories where we're able to finally share kind of our thinking along the way here can get really interesting. And that's recruiting. But this is a prospect that visited all the way back in April. We heard the early buzz about Tylen Singleton when he burst onto the scene and got his LSU offer and all that. This is the one. This is going to change how things are going at Manny. And I'll be honest, for a, a while there, there was a real chance, and I, I think Tylen confirmed this too, Arkansas, Texas A&M, made it really difficult on him. You know, this wasn't a slam dunk. But when you're LSU and you're trying to really lock in those prospects in the state of Louisiana, you got to be able to close and push LSU out of the way if you're going to do that. And both of those schools didn't. LSU took advantage, got them on board. But I, I go back to a few things with Tylen. One, we heard from the get-go, LSU is pretty much where he wanted to be. And that happened. He committed. I assume he's going to be locked in all the rest of the way. And he's going to be on campus for the Bayou Splash, which we know. But one thing we heard back in the spring and kind of as Matt House took over and they prioritized really kind of rebuilding Manny um, when it came to LSU is the role that Tylen Singleton has at LSU and what Matt House has in mind for him. That stuck out to me because even talking with Sam offline, he said, look, a big piece of this and don't sleep on it is this role that Matt House has carved out for him, this star, nickel, however you want to talk about it, linebacker role that Tylen will be able to kind of be this playmaker in this defense. And that really stuck out to him. And, you know, as we've been around Matt House, you see how energetic he is. He seems to really jive well with a lot of prospects just overall. He hasn't, you know, reeled in a national, you know, elite prospect. You know, Whit Weeks ended up being that. Um, you know, as far as the rankings goes, and he had a nice recruiting win there, beating out some top programs. But we've been waiting for, you know, him to really, you know, kind of emerge. But he's a coordinator. You know, you're just not going to see these guys hit the pavement and hear about him all the time. So it's his job to set up the plan, share that plan, and just have a good connection. And that's what happened. It wasn't an overpowering one in terms of all we hear about is Matt House and Tylen Singleton. It ended up being a group group effort, but I think one of the big boxes that was checked here was that role for Tylen Singleton. They had good relationships across the way, and then, look, LSU buckled in and made it all make sense enough for Tylen to not need to come back for Bayou Splash, but just go ahead and commit and come to Bayou Splash now as a commitment. Look, I think you hit the nail on the head, Billy, with the reality of what a coordinator does versus what everyone else on staff does, and we saw Tylen say, as you noted, Madhouse played a big role in pitching him on this position, how they would use him. And then when guys like a Sherman Wilson, for instance, in a case like this, an off-field coach, he's a recruiting specialist. He's the type of guy who's going to do a lot of the day-to-day -day work on prospects. And we saw it here with Tylen Singleton. So I thought it was a team effort, no doubt. I just want to remind people, and I got a number of calls about this because it became kind of a, a contentious debate among LSU fans of, well, is Madhouse recruiting enough when they weren't sure if they were landing Tylen Singleton? The answer is yes, he's recruiting enough. The reality is this, he gets paid a lot of money and he gets paid a lot of money to make sure that the product that gets put on the field is well coached, executes, is fundamentally sound, knows the playbook, all of these things that come with preparing for every Saturday. And 
because of that, you don't get to put as much focus into recruiting. And that's at every school, at every level. Coordinators and certainly at the SEC <clears throat> are focused way more on game planning in the current team. That's why you have so many off-field personnel guys who focus on recruiting. That's why you have a lot of coaches who focus a lot more on recruiting who are position coaches that are not coordinators. And that's why you have area recruiters so that other guys can pick up the slack or not the slack, but just help out with recruits. So team effort, no doubt. Um, but that's what you want. You want everyone to play some sort of role in the recruitment because that means you've got a strong staff from top to bottom. Yeah, no question. I mean, you can look up and down some, a majority of these commitments, you know, and, if guys go elsewhere, it's not one person's fault. It's not the position coaches. It's not the primaries. It's just sometimes it's how it goes. That's recruiting. And on the flip side, when you get someone, it's not, oh, all of a sudden, Matt House is the guy that reeled this in and got it all you know, situated. He's a large piece. He's the position coach. He's got the plan. You've got Sherman Wilson working the phones every day with him. Frank Wilson, Joe Sloan. I mean, the, the list kind of goes on. And look, as LSU tries to lock down Louisiana, we've seen them put that group effort together on multiple guys you know it's the same that it's going to be for Dominic McKinley if if he goes elsewhere it, you know it's not Jimmy Lindsay it's not Frank Wilson it just happens that way if he does go there it, it's a group effort you have to have those group efforts on some of these highly touted highly recruited guys it's not just one guy for the most part there are exceptions here and there but um, especially in Louisiana with a lot of the ties that this staff has to the state, they've, they've got to, you know, continue to lean on each other to exploit angles and, and just work the whole process. I mean, Tylen Singleton, this was a really, really, really big recruiting win for LSU that they were able to get. And, you know, it, I did my class prediction, what, two weeks ago? If you would have asked either one of us, if we had dropped him on the same day, if Tylen Singleton, if you can peg him to LSU, probably not going to do that. I mean, you, you maybe, but it hadn't gotten to the point where all of a sudden this buzz was palpable around LSU. I was of the stance that I wanted to see them get a Manny kid before I believed that they were, I was putting on three yard or anything like that. So well done, the staff to not just put it with Singleton, but that Manny staff when Jess Curtis was there into when Dylan Barrett was there and they stayed the course. Clearly, Dylan Barrett sang the praises and he's an old Miss alum. He's saying the praises of Tylen Singleton and what LSU's getting in him and the type of kid they're getting in him. So uh, I think this was a big win. Again, I go back to a top 10 player in Louisiana who is now one of your highest rated recruits and the best linebacker in Louisiana. Like this is one you did not want to let go. Absolutely. So LSU now has, however you want to look at it, four linebackers in a way committed to the class in 2024. They've got Tylen Singleton who's going to play the star nickel type role. They've got Devon Keys, who's a true middle linebacker out of Alito. Xavier Atkins, who's supposed to come back for the Bayou Splash. He's a true middle linebacker. And you have Collage Cobbins, who's they've kind of talked to him about that Harold Perkins type role, and especially coming off the edge at the jack position, that seems like where he's going to end up. This is a group that has a bunch of different traits to them and levels of development right now. I was on with Jordy Collada this morning, and that was one thing that you know I kind of hit on was you know, LSU, when you look at their defensive recruiting, they recruit a bunch of different body types to fit a bunch of different personnel packages. 
you look at the secondary, a JV and Toviano, who could play corner, play safety, play a little nickel. You've got Juwan Johnson, who could play nickel. He looks like he might be able to play boundary corner. You've got, um, you know, Wallace Foster is more of a true nickel. They just, they have a bunch of different pieces that they recruit across the board on defense. And I think the linebacker position, this class especially, we've seen that too. Yeah, for sure. I think Cobbins is a guy who can put his hand in the dirt or play a little bit of end, can certainly play that jack linebacker position uh, coming out of Destrahan. He does a lot of that. But uh, I actually just talked to Kalash Cobbins on the phone right before we did this podcast. He said as they gear up for Destrahan's start of fall camp that he's going to be working a lot more at pure linebacker, working at edge. He thinks he can be a guy who doesn't necessarily have to fit in just that B.J. Ojolari role, but can be like a Harold Perkins where he covers, he spies the quarterback, and then he can play as a rush in. So some versatility there. And then you've seen Devon Keys plenty over in Texas, solid backer for him. Uh, Xavier Adkins remains committed. He was a Louisiana native who's playing his senior year over in Texas. We were unsure, and I guess we remain unsure. Atkins will be at the Bayou Picnic, but he's visited AM a lot. He's visited other schools. Like, did he stick or does he stick? When you add Singleton, it makes that worry a lot less of a worry because you've got at least other guys on board who you feel really good about. Devin Smith, the guy from Georgia coming in this weekend, is a linebacker that they hosted in the spring for the, the spring game, and then he didn't make any official visits in June announced the top five LSU's in it and now he's back in Baton Rouge again this weekend he doesn't have a commitment date set or anything but LSU's at least clear clearly still entertaining uh at least the idea of another linebacker so Madhouse the staff it seems to be so far especially with this edition of Singleton uh you have to feel like they're trending in the right direction at linebacker another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and, and recruiting is a lot of, you know, Covering your tail, you know, making sure you have a contingency plan. Do I think LSU could take five linebackers? It's hard for me to see that happening, but they're swinging away like they're willing to. And I think that's the right move. You know, you're going to have a conversation with Xavier Atkins if he comes back for the Bayou Splash, like he said, and say, hey, where's your head at? What are, what are you kind of thinking? Kind of feel it out from there because it has been a while since he's on been on campus. Now we say that and he was on campus right around the time Tylen Singleton was last. So um, it, maybe throw that one out the window a little bit, but he has taken visits. Um, he's a guy that is very, one thing he that stands out to me, he always talks about being Devin White. That's, that's who he wants to be. That's the type of player. Uh, he's got that burst. If you watch him on tape, when I went and saw him at Jonesboro Hodge, you see that, um, you know, just really high end burst um, in short, short areas. And it, it does kind of remind me of Devin. I think he's much more raw. And obviously, Devin White came to LSU a little raw, too. But um, Xavier Atkins models his game after Devin White. I don't necessarily know if that gets him to sign with LSU. But it is worth noting, this is a Louisiana kid at the end of the day. He's seeing what they're putting together. And we'll see if LSU can hang on to him. Um, so, uh, long way to go until signing day, as we know. 
um, with that one. But that's why you recruit a guy like Devin Smith out of Brunswick, Georgia. And he's a big kid, too. He's about 6'3", 220. He's got a top five of LSU, Alabama, Kentucky, Auburn, and um, uh, South Carolina uh, that are also in the mix. So he's been to Auburn. He's been to Kentucky. He's been kind of around on unofficial visits, I've learned. In June, now he gets to take that unofficial visit to LSU. He's going to set some fall officials and go from there. So that linebacker room solidified right now. Big, big pickup from Tylen Singleton with Tylen Singleton. And now LSU can really focus on, you know, maybe just continuing to stack talent. If they want to take a Devin Smith and sign five, then more power to him if they can do it because he looks like a good prospect too. 100% feels good to uh, to be in this spot, given it's <clears throat> what this means through development is you're going to begin to lie, rely less and less on the portal. And that's a good thing. If you've got to take an Omar Spates type linebacker to bridge a one year gap or something like that makes sense. But you don't want to have to be in the portal every year at every position. Linebacker is when they needed to restock. And I think they're well on their way this cycle. Well, I can tell you one thing we're well on our way with uh, and what feels good is having a pair of bird dogs, Shay. Uh, bird dogs has really hooked us up, uh, not only with these beautiful Yeti tumblers that you get for free when you order from bird dogs using promo code tigers or go to birddogs.com slash tigers. I've got the shorts here, Shay. It's a million degrees outside in the summer. They've got that sweat wicking fabric that keeps you light, keep, keeps you feeling fresh. But more importantly, the liner, that compression short style, style line, liner is really comfortable. It's got pockets, zippers for those SD cards in our case and car keys or whatever you don't really need access to sometimes when you're out at games or practices. Got the joggers, got the shorts. I've just really been blown away by the quality of Bird Dog since we partnered with them. Here's one of my favorite things about their uh, how good their ad team is. I mean, the, the Yeti tumblers are great and you see the Bird Dogs um kind of logo there with the bird at the top but for those watching on youtube billy when i take a sip uh, the bird dogs logo on the bottom so they're getting at you from every angle uh with their advertisement i can appreciate it i'll say this i do not have my shorts on right now or handy i've got two pair both in the washing machine right now because that's how much i've worn them. i wore a pair on sunday uh doing yard work then I'd already dirtied up the other pair over the weekend. So also just ordered another pair of shorts. I'll be up to three. And I will say when we joined on with Bird Dogs, and they're running with a lot of the on three sites right now, we had a big reaction from people who said not only, hey, cool, love, promo code, I'm in, but said, I already own it. I've already got a number of shorts, a number of pants, love them. So uh, the go, the, uh, I guess, at least from where things stand right now, it's a go. The Bengal Tiger uh, community loves uh, bird dogs. We're going to try to get them some uh, some promos, some love uh, from our side. So again, if, you, uh, if you're if you interested, at least check out the website. They have a lot of stuff on there. Uh, they've been around for a bit now. They boomed as a brand. Uh, now they're kind of leveling out. I feel like everybody sort of knows who they are at this point. But if you haven't checked it out, do so and uh, and use our promo code. Yep. You won't go back uh, once you try on a pair of bird dogs between gym shorts, khaki shorts, joggers, whatever, pants, really, really comfortable stuff. So check them out. Birddogs.com slash tigers. Shay, we'll close with this. 
LSU does have the Bayou Splash this weekend. Just because Tylen Singleton jumped on board doesn't mean we don't have to pay attention to what's going on this weekend. And it is shaping up to be a crazy visit weekend for LSU if they get the guys that we're hearing. And we've been told Bengal Tiger subscribers have been ahead of the game on who's coming into town. What are a couple of your guys, um, you know, that that have stuck out to you? Because the the Bayou Splash is this big pool party, casual atmosphere. It's a chance for those conversations to be a little light. You know, the, a lot of these prospects are going to make decisions soon. But as we saw last year, Tyree Adams committed, jumped on board right as the Bayou Splash um, was getting going, kind of like Tylen Singleton did. This is a chance for LSU to continue uh, to really build some uh, fireworks, let's say post Fourth of July. Well, let's keep it let's keep it fair. I like to keep it fair here on the Bengal Tiger podcast in the Bird Podcast uh, or Reaction Pods, I should say, uh, to commitments. I'm in Baton Rouge. You're in Dallas, so it's only fair that we both kind of roll with our territory here. If we only get two picks, I won't step on your toes. You don't step on mine. I'm the stand for Louisiana. Everyone knows that. You'll, they'll poke fun at me. Uh, wrote an article today about LSU's chances of going uh, 10 for 10, maybe, in Louisiana when it's all said and done. To do that, they would have to get Dominic McKinley and Wardell Mack, and they are the number one and two players in the state. Both are set to be at the Bayou Splash on Friday. And much like with Tylen Singleton, Billy, and we've talked about this, they didn't take official visits in June. They didn't stop by campus in June. And then July has been a dead period. So the last time you got these guys on campus was in the spring. That means for me, it's paramount. You get them back during this, what, seven day open period. It's called the quiet period. But before it goes dead again on the NCAA recruiting calendar and you can't have face-to-face -face contact with coaches. So McKinley, he's taken four official visits already. Well, I think three or four. We'll see. Uh, if he gives LSU an official visit during the season, closer to signing day, but he doesn't have a decision date set. I would put Mac as a little bit more important of a visit this weekend because he does want to announce before his senior year, John Arrett. He may visit Florida on Saturday. We know Texas has made a big, big run at him. He's just, he's one of my favorite players in the state. He's versatile. He plays both ways. I think he could play corner or safety at the college level very well. Obviously he could play nickel if he needed him to. So those two guys I will circle as the two biggest. If now that Tylen Singleton's on board, every like the only two uncommitted prospects in Louisiana that have an offer from LSU are these two guys. They are also ranked one and two in the country, both within five-star range right now and on three. If we had expanded to a full 32 of five stars, you see uh, Wardell Max ranked 19. I think that McKinley might be 17. So two top 20 players nationally, regardless of position, you if they didn't show up this weekend on campus, people would be pressing and sounding the alarm, and I wouldn't disagree with them. So the fact that they are on the list to be there is huge for me. Completely agree. And the same you know mindset, in a way, can go to Colin Simmons, the five-star-plus prospect, the number one edge rusher in the country, a top-five prospect for on-three and on-the-on-three industry ranking. You see Texas leads that on-three RPM but LSU is going to take a big swing here to close out the summer. This is a prospect that, look, I saw him Sunday, as a, a day before uh, we recorded this at Canadian Dotson Walker's announcement on Sunday, and he was just there supporting his teammate, didn't want to really bug him too much, but 
He's set to get down to LSU this weekend for the Bayou Splash. This is a big chance for LSU to make a big statement with him and his mom and brother who are expected in as well. It's 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 one of those get one of those recruitments that is too close to call right now. I, I think the buzz we've heard it over the last week and a half around LSU, but the interesting thing is is trying to figure out that buzz in relation to his commitment date, which he said is coming soon. So if his commitment date is coming soon in terms of when he's going to announce it, then we'll find out. If he goes through this and visits and decides, you know what, I'm going to announce my commitment date. It's going to be December in the early signing period, right before state championships. Then this thing just took a turn in a sense. And now LSU has to continue playing that long game with Texas and Texas A&M and others. If he announces before his senior season, pretty much everyone thinks it's LSU or Texas, which makes a lot of sense. Everybody on both sides really agrees on that. But who is going to come away with him? It's just too close to call right now. There's a lot of buzz around LSU. And uh, the same goes for Caden Durham, his his four-star running back teammate. But it is one of those things where Colin Simmons doesn't have his decision date out there yet. He's still working through that, he told me terms of how and when and all those things. So we don't know if if all of this buzz around Texas post-official visit or LSU, um, if there there is that buzz we're hearing uh, continuing after the Bayou Splash, we don't know how that's going to impact him overall because we don't know decision date. If, if we look up and it's, you know, July 31st or something, I mean, that's a good sign for LSU, um, at least when you kind of try to read the tea leaves on this one. But Truly, I feel like either they can go either way. And, you know, with Colin Simmons, he is a massive need for LSU, number one edge rusher in the country. He is elite in every sense of the word. He's one of the best high school prospects I've seen in my time uh, just covering recruiting, the way he can impact the game. And he's at a position of need for LSU. Um, if LSU can get Colin Simmons, that is such a game changer. I think he would impact other prospects, too, when it comes to who they want. Um, on the board for LSU, maybe that gets them into a couple of other bigger names or makes them a bigger player for them. But, you know, Colin Simmons is one of those, I feel like, generational type players who can really just impact the game. He reminds me a little bit of Calavon, but a, a little bit more polished in a sense. Um, he has that uh, just ability to impact the game. So we'll continue to track that one. And we will do the same with Caden Durham. LSU and Oklahoma are viewed as the two teams battling it out for him. Now, Caden Durham is expected to come in with a huge group of family this weekend. The big question is, can LSU stop him from visiting Texas A&M to cap his weekend? That's something we're watching as well. A&M did host him for an official visit in the first weekend of June, so they aren't coming on kind of randomly. They hosted him early, but they aren't necessarily viewed as a true competitor like LSU and OU are kind of viewed as duking it out um, for the uh, speedy back out of Texas. He's somebody that Frank Wilson and Sherman Wilson, but especially Frank in terms of his running back board has just circled and said, I'm going to go all out for him and try to get him in the boat. And if he can, it's a massive, massive deal for LSU to get a guy in 2024. They don't need one, but if you can get a top 100 back when you have a room like they do right now and 2025 coming down the pipeline, that's a big deal for LSU. So um, Caden Durham expected in. Um, he's been high on LSU. We've heard the buzz. He's set to make a decision August 25th. This is LSU's chance to make one more impression on him before he does make that decision.
I, I think you summed it up well. The, and for whether it's the two Louisiana guys or the two Texas guys, it seems like we're at a point where, and by the time we get to the Bayou Splash, Kai Bates, who's one of their top cornerback targets, he announces on Wednesday. It feels to me like these four guys are going to be the four biggest guys people are talking about. So the fact that those four are all going to be on campus, Billy, that tells me that staff right now is starting to really hit a groove of knowing what buttons they have to push. And, and I'll close the podcast out with this. It's really, it's a really interesting dynamic. When you sign 25 or more recruits in a class or whatever the average is, every class has those high end guys. You land a five-star or a couple of five stars. If, if you're fortunate and you recruit very well, you land a handful of top 100 guys. You might have double digit guys in the top 300. Then you have a handful of four stars who are maybe not the top 300, but the rest of it is a number of three stars. All of those guys, even the three stars, have to come in and battle for playing time and development plays into it and everything else. And you see some three stars emerge as top guys. You see some other guys maybe not live up to the billing. And that's just how recruiting goes and how ultimately development and things play out on on the field uh, shake up what recruiting rankings once looked like. What's unique this cycle, Billy, is that it's like they built it from like the back and middle end up and they don't have a lot of top 100 guys right now. In fact, they only maybe have a few trade as green. Tylen Singleton's right there as one of them. Uh, Deshaun McBride uh, out of Denham Springs, a safety has sort up the rankings this offseason and the rankings are far from finalized. But my point being, a lot of the guys that will take this class to a top 10 class, maybe a top five class and then have it look like it does every cycle are still on the board. So everyone we're talking about is someone who is super highly ranked, very coveted, and it makes for, you know, a tough water to navigate because every turn you make, Billy, with these guys, you're going up against Texas, Texas A&M, Bama, Georgia, whomever it might be, you've got stiff competition. For us to still feel good about where a lot of LSU stands with a lot of these guys is a great sign for what this class might ultimately look like in December and or really in February. No question. You summed it up well too. So we'll be back later this week to fully preview Bayou Splash and kind of touch on some final thoughts before things get going on Friday um, morning, really. So be locked in on the bengaltiger.com for that. Just $10 a month, get the free Founders Club hat. We'll bump the thread on the board for those of you who jumped on board. Saw we got a uh, almost double digit subscriptions in one day, which in our land is a pretty good deal. Um, so uh, people are jumping on board ahead of the Bayou Splash. So don't be left out. Come join thebengaltiger.com. Appreciate all you guys who listen to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you check it out. Stay tuned for much more content content coming this week as we ready for the Bayou Splash. So for Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.